I kind of just want to walk up to the people with kids and just like, you know, like sometimes you'll catch parents just kind of with hanging out with kids in random places waiting or something to be like, oh, so, so, is it worth it? And maybe in like <laughs> in crappy situations, it's just straight up walk up, walk up to strangers and just lay it on the line, just straight up, like so. Regrets. It's terrible. <laughs> No, not in a... I think you'd get really good... I think it'd be, like, a cool article or, like, a video or, like... Like, just honestly asking them. Get away from me and my child. That's what you'd get, I think. I I think there's some people who really like to share these. People share more these days, man. And you put a camera on somebody and they just do anything for you. Like, those car commercials, right? Like, what's the best... What's the best vehicle? It's like... GMC... Oh, that's a great truck. I want one. And like they like <laughs> and like they like it's like people will do anything with a camera. Like literally anything. Here comes the wisdom podcast Here comes the truth. And here comes your favorite podcast, always still made for you. A uh, friend of a friend, kind of, yeah. Okay, yeah. no, just wondering about friends here, because there's a new study that came out, I don't know if you heard it, uh. about friends. So, you know, how do you determine who's a friend? Well, it turns out you can determine that based on time you've spent with one another. So the new study shows that it takes 50 hours to move from an acquaintance to casual friend, 90 oh. hours to move from casual friend to friend, and more than 200 hours to qualify <laughs> as a best friend. Is our podcast moving into best friend territory? No, not quite. We're right in the middle between friend and best friend. We put about 130 hours of content out. But when we hit 200, it becomes a best friend podcast. We're going to be best friends. Oh, hey, what podcast do you listen to? Oh, just my best friends podcast. Yes, and we can say like these, I podcast with my best friends. Carter, that makes me want to die. I'm talking about listeners, people who've listened to all the episodes. Oh, I'm talking about us. Oh. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to to someone for 200 hours, yeah. Yeah, at, at the list, 200 yeah. Month, we need a big event. We need something special <laughs> when we hit 200 hours. Yeah, so that would be why podcast works. You get someone in your head for three, four years. You're their best friend. And they have in no your idea brain. you exist. Yeah, <laughs> but you are their best friend. Like, I am loyal to my podcast people. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I can think of, like, if I had to get rid of people on the earth... Like, I think Tony Kornheiser and Merlin Mann would make the top ten. And I've never met either of them in my life. But I would kill, like, relatives over that. Like, that's not even a joke. That's the truth. Yeah, I think everybody gets, like, two podcast friends or something. Oh, shoot, there's three of us. I just realized that. Each of us is each other's two. Oh, okay. But I'm talking about the listeners, you know, when they've got to pick two of the three of us. Ooh. And like you could tell, like which ones, like yeah. Everyone, I think a lot of I think a lot of people would want to kill me. (laughs) No, a lot of people are different. Everyone's like, 
oh, like, Brent's my favorite. Or other people be like, like, oh, I'm a Trevor person, you know, kind of thing. So. No, I am the cheesy filler. You're the driver. I am, I am the cheesy filler fake alpha. If I could make a soundboard with um, transitions, I would. Carter is the actual, like, the work. You're the elbow grease. And, like, the the infinite knowledge. And Brett's the one who doesn't try at all, but is the funniest. And I hate him. Got the gold. (laughs) He's just the slacker who just happens to be neurotic and subversive and funny. (laughs) Doesn't really try ever. Yeah, but you could you could hold your own weight, so yeah, you're allowed to slack if you could if you could play the tired card and make it funny. Then for guess kid what? stuff, I did your find job out is that, done. Yeah, per kid, you go through six years of sleep deprivation. That makes sense. It takes about six years for a kid to settle in where you can sleep through a night again, even if it's just thirty minutes. That's what six hours a week down. Hmm. So, and your kids are both getting into that period where you're back to living in the real world almost? No. The younger, the older one parties all day, like goes nonstop and sleeps. The other one's pretty chill during the day and then up at night. So they balance out nicely. The two-year-old is just absolutely terrible. Experience terrors for the first time. Was, yeah, you said there were some traumatic ever experiences, had and it did wasn't like a Momo. No, did you watch that Elmo? I didn't watch it. Wait, did you say okay. Elmo or Momo? Momo. He said, "Yeah, it's not a Momo; it's an Elmo." Yeah, yesterday I was. He was getting his Elmo show before bed. Oh, one second, got to pause. Yep. Don't have a pause button. But. Hmm. Oh, so I played this card game called Kaiser. Okay. Have I ever told you about it? No. Oh, it's like a family game that we always used to play. It's kind of like big in like the Manitoba Saskatchewan border. There's like ten towns of like twenty people each, like Valley Rivers. Yeah, like and in that area, and stuff like that. there was yeah. in that area there was uh, there was a group of like settlers that played this game with them. They brought it with them, and then modified it. I think, and it's just like small, small batch prairie Ukrainians in certain circles just know this game, and if you know it, it's all you ever played. <laughs> and uh, so they made an app, secret handshake kind of thing. Yeah, and this guy made an app. And then he got sued because somebody copyrighted the name Kaiser Card Game, even though the guy was never had any plans on developing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And wanted some old Ukrainian guy. Yeah, real good, solid dude there. And he wanted $100,000 to have the rights to the game that he didn't invent and that was a community thing. Uh, So the guy, instead of, like, fighting, it was just, like, screw it. So he called it, like, Troika, which is, like, Russian for, like, prince. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of the same meaning, kind of loosely, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but I just turned on my phone one day, and that's the thing with Android, is sometimes updates just sneak up on you, and you don't get a choice. 
but I opened my phone and it was a whole new game and everything that was bad about it had been fixed. And now you can play online against other people. You can modify the rules to like your like family's version. Like there's ways, there's versions where you pass cards with your partner. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's versions where you don't, and there's different rules on bidding and not bidding and types of bids. And you could customize it all now. And there's like an online like um, a leaderboard. So <laughs> the San Clara Smasher. <laughs> so I'm really thinking about getting deep into this, but it's a, it's an amazing game. Amazing. So I'm gonna call Waylon. I'm going to put out the bat signal. Oh, yeah. Like Waylon Kaiser is back. In digital form. You never thought it I, would. I trained Lisa and Jordan and Farron, his wife, how to play it. And we got like hooked. Like we, we played it. We played it in three continents. So anytime we get together, we'll go play Kaiser for hours. It's such a good game. But now I can play with a bunch of like old Ukrainians online. Is it actually unique or is it like, you know, like, uh, a riff off of another popular card game. It's sort of like Hearts. Okay, okay. Sort of, but there's a lot of just stupid rules. Okay, so um, yeah, that sounds unique. I thought I was going to say Ukrainian there, but I said unique. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, we're all about the Ukrainian lifestyle in this family now. Front- well, I know your kid is a superstar. Front page of the Dauphin Herald. Yeah. That's it. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I should go check out the Dolphin Herald right now. It's Tuesday night because I, I made a presentation uh, to the Ag Society there last Thursday, and the, the editor-in-chief of the Herald was taking my picture. Maybe we're just a famous family, yeah. The front page family. <laughs> yeah, Link almost made it last week. He was, did a dress rehearsal for skating, and uh, uh, the, the group younger than him made it into the, the front page. So he almost doubled up two weeks in a row. You got to slip some money in that photographer's uh, yeah pocket. You gotta you gotta build a portfolio for your child. Yeah. You gotta bribe his way into university these days too. Apparently. <laughs> in other news, planes are falling out of the sky now. Particularly one model, not looking good. Well, I knew the Ethiopia story. There's another one. Well, the that, the other one that went down the Lion Air one. Oh, uh, a couple that. months ago, it was the exact oh, same model. Oh, oh, yes. So now they're grounding them all over except Canada and the U.S. so far. Uh-oh. <laughs> but the Canadian flight attendants unions are saying they don't want to get on them anymore, so this might be the end of those it, in Canada. Is it specific 737 or what? 737 Super 8 or Max 8, sorry. Oh, Max sounds 8, like, okay. It sounds like a stupid lottery ticket or something. It does, or a card game, you know? or like It's, a... it's the loser lottery ticket. Yeah. Yeah, just again in time for my trip to London. Right yeah, down Brexit time. Yeah. Well, luckily the... that plane is banned over British skies for you, so yeah. you won't be in that plane. Yeah. And, and I have to check my flights because there was a change to my itinerary. So yeah, maybe so we'll they bumped if... your plane. They bumped your murder plane and gave it to me going to the Caribbean. <laughs> They're like, oh, screw it. No, no rules in the Caribbean, man. <laughs> hey, Charles, going it, on a death trap. Is this your first time in the Caribbean? Um, I don't, I don't think that Cuba counts, right? Oh yeah, no, I don't think so. Not really. It's too I close. Cuba and Cuba was it's, Cuba it's doesn't really place. Yeah, it's kind of like Americana past. 
yeah. poverty. <laughs> yeah, so you're you know you're gonna get tropical here. You're not. I you're know. Tropical. You're you're tropical. Now we are fully tropical. All right, Carter, have you been to the Caribbean? No, just Mexico. That well, then happen. we aren't fully tropical. I need to get on it. We're only one third tropical. We're soon to be two thirds tropical. But but I had the ability to fake the patois enough for the uh, the theme songs. That that got to count for something. Yeah, that's cultural appropriation, you racist <laughs> pig, you blackface lawyer. Were you just doing the uh, the Caribbean accent? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I'm Trevor in this equation. That's black, my character. That blackface lawyer? Oh, like what? Like those? Like that law school dean, or wasn't that guy the governor of Virginia? That was med school. Med school. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Sorry. Don't you dare character assassinate us lawyers. <laughs> yeah. True or false? Carter has documented every single movie he's watched and arranged it in a ranked format based on the year it came out. Oh my god. Only ranked god. by year? Ranked by year. Separate ones for each year. Maybe one word. Oh, down. within your year, not the year it was originally released. No, year was originally like, released. Like, this is Carter. Oh, not Carter's best movies that he's seen in yeah, well, 2018. No, Carter's best movies of 2014, like, but, you know. That he has seen any time in, in the tw- last yeah, yeah, five years. Yeah. That's so insane. Yeah. If I could, if you put the best movies you watched within a year, I understand that. That's just like keeping a nice little list. But you do all the groundwork on that, eh? Yeah, and it goes back far. Like, I got movies from, like, 1902, 1907 in there, too. <laughs> Lifelog 2.0. Rankin. Do you do this for other things besides movies? I've got it for albums too. Yeah, I know you did. I knew you did. That was a that was you a loaded t- question. Yeah. You have time to. Wa- How do you watch a movie in ten minute bursts? <laughs> uh, on Netflix, yeah. Like I finally watched <laughs> The Departed, like thirteen years after Trevor. But you gotta watch oh The Departed. God. You gotta watch The Departed. I watched it last month. I always said you have to watch The Departed. Yeah, you're a huge seller on that. Me? Yeah, that was that was your movie, man. Scorsese, you look good, fellas. Like it's right up your alley. Oh yeah, but I mean, I don't remember being totally nuts about it. It was great, but mm. yeah, yeah, no, I was nuts. About it, I guess, yeah, yeah. Do it for albums as well. Got to listen to the album all the way through. So I bought a robot for my floor finally. Oh, like a vacuum? Yeah, or like. A, and it's amazing. And I yell at it and I say goodbye to it. <gasps> I put it down. Oh, you yell at uh, it? You're mean to it? Uh, comically. Like oh. I I was listening to CBC radio and and uh, there was um a woman on there saying that she broke up with her her boyfriend due to how he treated Alexa. He was very stern with it and very pointed. And, and wasn't very uh, nurturing to the to the AI. <laughs> oh. Mine is more of a comical. I'm like, oofy, and I like yell at it. Like kind of like shake my fist into the sun as a joke. I, I've right. got a, a Google Home and I, I have to I have to speak sternly to it, like, you know, okay Google, play this song by that artist, you know? Like y- you can't just casually talk to it or otherwise it probably wouldn't pick up, you know. I hope I don't get dumped over my my harassment of the, the Google Home. Of inanimate objects? 
Yeah. Do you think that was just a journalist who ended the relationship and needed the story? They were just looking for something. Yeah. <laughs> that's a low. That's a that's a low bar for an article. Yeah. Um. But yeah, robot is amazing. Robot gets everything. Oh, did I tell you that you can drive the robot around? Like it comes with its own remote? It has a remote, and on the remote are arrows. So I started pushing them, and I was like, oh, my God. So I can literally drive the robot around the house. So it's just like vacuuming or sweeping, except I just don't use my body for it. I just <laughs> stand around and vacuum. And sit on the couch and vacuum. And like it's like a game, and it's so fun. So <laughs> I love it. I just love it. <laughs> And it empties itself. Do the rollers ever get clogged with dog hair and stuff? I mean, well, you wouldn't know. Well, Lisa has long hair. Um, (laughs) So so the first time we did a full purge of the house room by room, we kind of locked it in a room and let it go until the battery died in every room. Yeah. So it just cleaned and cleaned and cleaned and cleaned. It was like, that was bad. There's a lot of long hairs against walls and stuff that you just don't get because of, like, the way that a normal vacuum spins... Like, it's not spinning out to the sides of the vacuum as well, you know? Okay. Yeah, so did you clean it out or did you walk away? Oh, no, I went and cleaned it out. I I like cleaning it, too. That's like our bonding time. I flip (laughs) her over, pull it out, I talk to it, just hang out, and let it go. I say goodbye to it when I leave in the morning, turn it on. It's quite a fun experience, and the place is so clean. It's unbelievable. Like, I... Didn't realize how dirty the floor was until the floor has been incredibly clean. I want to get... So, my mother won. I kind of overdo it with presents for my mom now. Because, like, I never used to get her anything. Because I was, like, I had no money, no job, didn't live in the country. For, like, a long time. So, I couldn't get my mom anything for her birthday. And I never got to see her. And, like, that was just... That was okay. You know, she never got me anything either, really. She'd send me stuff if somebody was coming to Kuwait. Or she could... You know, there's kind of like people would send each other care packages and stuff like that, you know, um, through like luggage, literally, if they could, if somebody's coming back. But, you know, that's just the way it was. And so now I, I kind of go over the top with everything that I get her every year. I get her one like really nice thing, you know, like she's like, I want a kitchen mixer. I'll go find the craziest one that she's never going to have to buy another kitchen mixer in her life, you know, because it's only like you know thirty dollars more than the the one she wanted or something. Because that's how things work, right? You pay a little bit more. But so she wanted a um, hedge trimmer. So me being a steel man, Uh-oh. like Seth. <laughs> so I went and bought her a steel hedge trimmer, and she just thinks it's the best. She's, there's probably going to be no trees left in Dauphin by the end of summer. <laughs> she's gonna. She's. But uh, but she won. I, I bought it right the day before Christmas, I think, or something like that. And then I gave it to her in the new year. And uh, he's like, oh, well, just enter your name. There's a contest. I was like, whatever. Okay. So I put it in. And she freaking won. So she won 250 steel bucks, which is almost like another steel appliance, basically. Like, it was the first prize, right? Mm-hmm. So, so she's like, she's like, oh, I might buy, like, a chainsaw because you can swap the batteries in them. Um. So she was looking at a chainsaw, but I'm trying to convince her to get the robot for your yard, like the grass cutting robot. Oh yeah, because yes. that's a awesome. thing. Oh and yeah, and Steel makes one. And 
And I guess you just put these metal strips in your yard in the grass, and it like sets your perimeter, mm-hmm. and it just it goes nuts. Like yeah. it's a totally silent electric grass cutter, and apparently it's just like amazing. I don't like, know. And then if some she'd guard it, and if someone went near it, she's out with the head strippers. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she touch is, that. Like, She's not, she's like, my mom's in great shape, but she's not young. Like, she could still go out and watch it cut the grass. Oh, good point, yeah. Or work in the yard while she's cutting it. But, you know, you don't want somebody pushing something, you know, into their 80s or 90s eventually. She's nowhere near that, but she's the kind of person that's going to keep shoveling and pushing and mowing till, like, she's in her 90s if she can. Like, my grandma still cut her grass. You know, my grandma's, like, 95. So, you know, but so this might be a good thing for her, like... Here you go. Like this thing will just just turn it on and it'll cut your grass, you know. So I'm trying to convince her maybe to get that, or maybe that's what I'll get her someday as a present. Well, how, how often would she use a chainsaw? Marge does all kinds of witch things in the bushes and. Oh yeah, yeah. maybe cut down yeah. a new Christmas tree for you guys. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't think she should get a robot, but she would be so mean to it. But it might be better than a <laughs> kid. Might be better than a kid doing it. <laughs> oh, no child could cut her grass. No. <laughs> Imagine being that person. <laughs> like dealing with that. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Every time I ever did anything from a moment, it ended in a huge fight and me leaving halfway through. Because mm-hmm. she would just yell at me about however I did it. Because she, the way she does things is definitely better. Except, you know, she has like 35 years of experience on me. And happens to care about whatever it is I'm doing. Where I don't and have no experience. And so, sorry, I can't do a psychopathic perfect job of something I don't care about. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I think a robot might be good for her. And apparently it cuts in those, like, diagonal lines if you set it. Ooh, mm-hmm. like baseball like, diamond it, stuff. Yeah. It can do anything you want it to. Yeah, it's, uh... and, and her front yard is simple enough. Oh yeah, there's not a lot there. Yeah. There's not a lot of. If weird you just combine 3D, tree pr- yeah, if you if you added 3D printer tech to it, <laughs> just oh, there we go. No, but she'd also cut all the neighbors' yards too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that would happen. So, mm-hmm. but it might be a disca- good excuse yeah. for not to. Yeah, my new discovery of the week been following six episodes deep into a Power Rangers series. Oh, which one? The original? The new oh, one? Dino Charge. Oh, no. The 2016 to 2017 season? Season 22? Can I just list you some... Pa- like, once they started doing... It's still the same thing. Are Power Rangers like dinosaurs? It, they are in this Their ships would be. Like, they're... they're yeah, uh... they, they would jump into... You remember the basics, right, Trevor? How many Rangers... Five to guess, yeah, and then they jump into Max, I think Zords, and then they fight when everything gets big and then it ends. Well, here is Dino Charge's cast because it started doing the thing you know where they all like do their moves together and suit up. Does that sound familiar? Yes, from the nineties where like okay they all do their moves and then the robots come out of the ground or something. And, yeah, and then all of a sudden they're in yeah. them. Yeah, so Seth was watching that. Oh no, the dinosaur doesn't eat them. 
no. But I was just okay. out of the corner of my yeah, out of the corner of my eye. I was like, what is happening on the screen? Because it still looks like if we had a camcorder, it w- we could still make a oh, better right. show. Okay, great. They they're doing what they need to, but it's it is not improved. There's no CG. There's no lighting. <laughs> There's no. <laughs> it's just it's still, still the same using, thing. Like old Japanese stock footage. Okay. Completely yes. Show. Probably, I think, I but think they would have ran out of that. No, there is. So they were all doing their moves like to get into the things, and then everything started happening. What it? What's going on? Let me live. Here's the new cast. There's the Red Ranger. Okay. Black yes. Ranger. Yeah. Blue Ranger, who is played by Yoshi Sidarso. So I thought he was maybe Filipino, but I'd guess Japanese. But he plays a caveman who's like in a Encino Man situation. So he has crazy, so, okay. like, so he has like crazy poofed hair and just grunts caveman and does Ranger. basic talking. Yeah. So he was frozen for until now. Everyone else is in modern times. They all work in a restaurant and also their caveman range. There's the Green Ranger. Pink Ranger, Gold Ranger, Aqua Ranger, Graphite Ranger, Purple what? Ranger. Oh, you went over. You, you just switched gold to, to yellow. The former the Purple original. Ranger and the Silver Ranger. That's a lot of There's rangers. ten of them on screen at the same time, all in separate boxes, all doing the moves together and being like, chop, It's a lot. That's yeah. seizure inducing. <laughs> like ten little boxes. All jumping into ten separate mechs at the same time, doing the. That's creamy. It's yeah, it's a trip. You guys would have been. You guys would have been old for Power Rangers when it came out, though, right? Like you would have been grade eleven almost when it came out. Yeah, I know. I didn't really understand Power Rangers or what it even was. Yeah, I was right in the sweet spot for it, but I didn't watch it. But all my friends. Yeah, you were you were fifteen, right? No, I was I was, uh, (laughs) you know, nine to twelve, I think. Yeah, well, a nine, nine-year-old in Power Rangers would be pretty intense in sweatpants because you could do karate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, those are karate pants. Sweatpants are karate pants. When you hit about seven, like, you know, you're not wearing karate. But basic, you know what, though? Like, that age of, like, late elementary to early middle school, there's mm-hmm. kind of different kinds of boys. There's the, like, starting to wear jeans and the T-shirt boys. And then there's like the Velcro and karate sweatpants boys. <laughs> it's just different kind of boys, you know. I... That's, that's the name of the episode: Velcro and Velcro and karate boys. <laughs> and no one was better. In most cases, the Velcro no, karate right. boys ended up to be better humans. Yeah. But just they're the Velcro <laughs> karate boys <laughs> forever. In their heart. Yeah. So you're a big Dr. Pepper guy, Trevor. Oh, I am the Dr. Pepper guy. And, and you have some. Except weird... for wait, 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 wait. There is a guy I know. This isn't a joke. He doesn't drink water. Ever. Water. Water. <laughs> I'm not joking. He doesn't drink water ever, 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 ever. Can't drink it. Thinks it's disgusting. Hates it. Will puke if he drinks water. Wow. <laughs> he won't. He refuses to cook. He eats Kit Kats, 
and Dr. Peppers. Let me guess. He's actually surprisingly in, in pretty good shape. Yeah, and we all think he's a Russian spy <laughs> who was left over from the 80s and nobody told him it was over and he's still hiding here in character. <laughs> and he's like a genius who knows everything about everything. Like crazy trivia from the last 200 years. Like if you if we have a trivia night every year and it's basically his night. Oh wow. He's he's an interesting dude. I love him. But uh that's a real thing. And he can't sleep, probably because he doesn't drink water or eat food. <laughs> but I think, I think honestly, I've never seen him with anything besides a Kit Kat and a Dr. Pepper at all times. And he says he gets his water from his food, except his food is a Kit Kat. So that means he lives off. Thing on Earth, yeah. So he lives off Dr. Pepper, which is amazing. Like, talk about medical miracle oddity. Anyway, so tell me about Dr. Pepper. Well, I'm not just talking about regular Dr. Pepper because I know you're a fan, but you also, you know, grew up a gypsy lifestyle there. So this is sort of ties in with that. Have you ever had hot Dr. Pepper? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, so yeah, it was first promoted in the 1960s with advertisements. I drink it sometimes hot. I still make it hot. It was developed as a corporate strategy to keep profits strong during the holiday season, which normally cold, fizzy, carbonated drinks don't sell well. So you've actually had this. You pour it over. Oh, lemon. but you've got it. You you flatten it. Yeah. So, so you you shake it. You open it. You leave it in the fridge for a day or two, and then you heat it up. Yeah, and when you when you heat it, mm. it it turns into a thick sweet tea, right? It's amazing. So it's actually like good, like sort of a good yes, Christmas it's, beverage. No, it's a good. Whenever I'm craving hot Dr Pepper, I go and have one. <laughs> so how often do you do this? Once every two months. Really. I do it. Oh, I love like... and I rarely drink Dr. Pepper. Like I allow myself to have a Dr. Pepper meat. Like I see Dr. Pepper every day and the fact that I don't have Dr. Pepper every day is like that that says a lot about me cuz that's really hard for me to do. Like I probably would only drink Dr. Pepper too if I could. Oh, as soon as I saw it, they're like you'll never believe it, but in the 60s they wanted you to drink hot Dr. Pepper. Oh, I was like, you... I bet you Trevor's done it. Oh, it's great. <laughs> and I like, I like, like, I'll have different kinds, like, depending on what kind of mood I'm in. Like, sometimes I'll open a can of Dr. Pepper and leave it on the counter for a few days in preparation. Like, I'm preparing it for a flat Dr. Pepper. Or sometimes I'll drink it straight up original cold. Or sometimes I'll drink it warm carbonated. Sometimes I'll boil it straight carbonated. And then sometimes I'll flatten it and boil it. Like, just depending on what kind of craving I'm having. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Dr. Pepper's, it's... It's versatile. It's great. It's delicious. It's the most delicious thing in the world. Um, and what the hell is going on with these Cadbury cream eggs? What do you mean? Just the varieties? Except the good one. In all the stores that I go to, like for three weeks earlier, there's Oreo, there's cookies and cream, there's fudge, but there's no actually just a Cadbury cream egg. And one year there wasn't any for the whole year. And then they brought them back next year and then they put them in these stupid little plastic containers. Which are actually better than the foil because they used to be wrapped in foil that was just sticky with the insides leaking out. Yeah, I like the containers. But they're a little smaller now. Oh, they did that. They made them smaller and put them in a little container. Mm. But uh, it's so hard to get those. Like The hardest candies to get for holidays is... Regular Cadbury cream eggs, and in in winter, 
peppermint flavored candy canes. <laughs> peppermint the two is the ones things with the, uh, the green stripes in it? Well, no, because they make everything like that now, but it's blueberry and watermelon and raspberry oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. cherry. They're all traders. I found a candy cane in one of my employee, like one of my staff's um, school mailboxes the other day, and I just straight up stole it because that was the joke. I was like, any candy canes after like March 1st were stealing. <laughs> so I took one out, threw it in my mouth, and it was cherry, and I spit it out and threw it in the garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>